Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing quarterback rankings, namely Sam's rankings over at PFF.com, going through top cornerbacks in the NFL draft, Sam, so let's get into it. For a while, everybody just thought Derek Stingley was the best corner in the draft. It seems like Sauce Gardner getting all sorts of buzz as we've gone through every step of the offseason, so who do you have as your top corner in this draft? Yeah, I think it is still Stingley. Um, I think Stingley and Sauce Gardner are are the clear top two. I, you know, I, you know me, contrarian. I would always like to come up with slightly different rankings than anybody else, but I think that is the one that makes the most sense. Like Stingley has shown in that 2019 season, his freshman year, just how good he can be. He's got crazy fluid movement skills. Great um, at the catch point. Great with the ball in the air. Like he's the best. He's the best corner. He's got the best tape of any of these guys. Uh, but we haven't seen it for a while because he's dealt with injuries and just hasn't got to that level. So, you know, how much do you weigh that? If you're an NFL team and he checks out medically and you need a cornerback, he should be the guy on your board. Sauce Gardner is a weird corner. Like, I can't think of a guy that's had the moves the way he does. He's this long, lanky corner, but it feels like it's all body and he's moving. Like, when he runs... There's this sort of weird side-to-side thing about him and like trying to, almost like the way Marshawn Lynch used to, every step was like a sidestep, was like a cut, and somehow that would propel him forwards. Sauce Gardner sort of generates speed through that same thing as well. Like, seems to be fighting it the whole way. Is that why we thought, that's why we thought he was slow, right? It just doesn't, it doesn't seem fast when watching him on film. It looks labored, you know, when you see him, you see this with a lot of corners, they get beat a little bit, they give up a bit of separation vertically, and then they try and get it back, right? Closing speed, makeup speed, whatever you want to call it, recovery speed. Um, And most corners, it looks normal. (laughs) Like when Sauce Gardner's doing it, it looks like he's really working to get that back. But he does most of the time. Like, it, whatever he does, however it's functioning, it does work. Um, the only sort of real negative about him is, look, he just didn't face the kind of competition that, that Derek Stingley did, right? Cincinnati versus the LSU schedule, it's not the same thing. And then even in the national title game, you're facing elite competition. The dude gets injured, like, early in the game. So you don't even get to see a sort of full game of what that would look like. So... That's really the only question mark. You can find receivers in his tape. He went up against Calvin Austin, one of my guys from Memphis. That didn't look great. Um, so you can you can find guys that cause him problems, but that's really the only negative in his game is that you know we just don't have the kind of evidence that we have for Derek Stingley in terms of who he faced. Do you have a, any thoughts on Sauce Gardner in press and just how he? good, bad, or indifferent as far as press? Because I, I have a take coming out of t- uh, off the tape. I don't know if you got to the same conclusion. So he gets labeled as like this press man corner because of the way he looks, right? Long arms, he's press man type of body shape. Um, I actually think he's a way better player in zone than he is in press man. He's like Jalen Ramsey, right? Jalen Ramsey's a better zone corner than he is in press man and has always been, but it gets talked about the opposite. Uh, I, so... The difference, though, is I think when Sauce Gardner gets his hands on you, he can just erase receivers. Like, if he's able to do that, he will stick in man coverage for the entirety of the route, and he can, like, basically press guys right off the field and all those kinds of things. And if you don't get off, if you don't get him off you, he's probably going to ride you throughout the route. And, you know, so he is very, very sticky once he gets his hands on you. 
But guys like Calvin Austin, like they can get away from that press and he won't necessarily be able to get his hands on everybody at the next level. So I, I think the billing of him as, you know, this press man corner, I don't know that it's right. I think he's actually a really good zone corner, but he has those kind of press man skills once he gets physical. That's why I wanted to bring that up because uh, that reminds me, this, I'm not equating it, but it reminds me of Rasul Douglas. I did mention him on the main PFF NFL podcast where Rasul Douglas coming out of West Virginia was an outstanding zone corner with incredible length and press coverage potential, but he was kind of hit or miss in press. I think Stingley has, uh, I'm sorry, Sauce has elements of that. Better in zone, nuisance at the catch point, length for days, developmental press corner. Better than Rasul Douglas. That's my that's my take on Sauce Gardner. So I'm with you. I like Stingley one. I like Gardner two. I've been I've literally been back and forth on both of those guys this entire offseason. Where would you go from there as far as cornerback rankings go? Um, I think it's probably still McDuffie. His tape is so good, but I worry about what he is at the next level. Like I nope. worry if he can play outside at a high level the way he did in college, or if he's going to be a slot corner only at the next level. Because if he is, if he becomes only a slot corner, there is a cap on how high that should be in terms of value. Like, that's not a top 10 pick. That's might not be a top 15 pick. It's somewhere in the bottom of the first round. And then, even though his tape is way better than the, the, the few guys after him, guys like Andrew Booth, if they're able to play outside and play well, and he's, quote-unquote, just a slot corner, that's when you start to you know, bridge that gap between how much better he's been in college. Yeah, I think the, the size and physicality is a question mark for Trent McDuffie. You mentioned Andrew Booth, who you have at number four, and then Marcus Jones, who you have at number five. There's a guy that you're certainly higher on. The PFF grades are higher on. I love watching Marcus Jones play football, but he's a smaller version of Trent McDuffie, right? A really good yeah. coverage player dude, who just isn't physical enough. Dude, if if Marcus Jones was 5'11 and 190, he would be the best corner in the draft. Like, not only would he be the best corner in the draft, but like, I don't know how much, I don't know how far back you would need to go before you found a clearly superior corner prospect if he was that size. But he's not. So you have to start dinging him. Now, there was a tape where Marcus Jones went one-on-one with Calvin Austin, right? Those guys are both 5'7", or 5'8", and 170 pounds, right? You could literally put both of them opposite uh, Jordan Davis on a seesaw, and they wouldn't move him, right? That's how small those two guys are. But if you ever watch UFC fighters, like the flyweight guys, the guys that are 125 pounds, the freaking speed that those people can move at at that size is absurd, right? And it's like... It's like it's been sped up. When you watch those two guys run routes and cover one-on-one, it's like the tape has been sped up. And Marcus Jones is the only corner I've seen that can actually go one-on-one and live with Calvin Austin's quickness and his speed and his uh, just instantaneous movement skills off the line. And it was so fun watching that tape. So I think because of his size, like Marcus Jones is just going to be a slot corner at the next level. But he has that instant movement to be able to do that, right? The two-way go, it's such a problematic thing for slot corners because you, you're you stuck on an island and they can go left or right and you have to be able to react instantly regardless of your leverage. He's got the movement skills to be able to do that. And he does make a lot of plays like on the outside deep down the field. For a dude that has no shot of doing that at the next level, there's almost a little bit of you know DJ Reed to that in terms of, Ooh, hey, like actually, that. this tiny guy that has no business playing outside can actually maybe get it done. 
Marcus Jones, when I watched him, by the way, incredible punt and kick returner as well. Great value there. Always in the hip pocket of the receiver, but didn't always win at the catch point because right. of the how slight he is and the lack of physicality. So, but did win like more than you think he might with that True. size. You know, he did. No, absolutely. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, zero percent win rate. So I love. <laughs> I love that you have Marcus Jones at number five. Don't forget, you get fifty percent off a PFF Elite annual subscription using the promo code Draft Fifty. All of our great content, three hundred sixty-five days of access of just PFF Elite. It's Draft Fifty. The promo code right now through the draft. All right, who else you have rankings-wise? I, I skipped Andrew Booth at four. Yeah. You have Kyler Gordon at six. Both of those guys rumored to be in the first round mix. Booth is actually kind of fun. Um, like he's his tape is so raw. He plays so completely out of control almost the entire time. I can't think of a corner I've watched who is on the floor as often as Andrew Booth is. Like just falling over and losing his own footing and just slipping. Like just just not in control or under control the entire time of his own movement skills. But the movement is really fluid when he's doing it, right? His footwork is great. He um, He's willing to get up and hit in the run game or in the, the screen game, all those kinds of things. He feels like almost like a cornerback version of Trayvon Walker, right? Which is we bank hmm. on the athleticism and the traits and we'll figure out we'll, if we can get him there. Like if you can get clean up the technique stuff. I think he's the one guy in that sort of second or third tier that still has special ability. Uh, is there a best fit for Booth, man, zone, anything in particular? No, I actually think he can play. I don't think he's scheme specific. I think he's good at both. Um, it's more like you, you need, you're going to need to find a coach that can fix him. You know what I mean? And it's not like it's not irreparable. It's just like this dude is is surviving on raw athleticism and a vague idea of what he's doing you just need technique really needs to be hammered into him all right so marcus jones at five kyler gordon at six from washington daxton hill dax you got him as a slot corner at michigan at seven a lot of people have him at safety Terry elam from florida at eight roger mccreary number nine at auburn a lot of mccreary hate there sam gotta move him up cam taylor Britt at number 10 for nebraska anything to uh to wrap it up yeah, list. I wanted I wanted to like McCreary more than I did, but ultimately when you start watching his tape, forget the arm length thing. I, like, there's a reason he has that many targets in his college career. Like, he gives yeah. up enough for it to be worth teams to keep throwing the ball in his direction. And as much as he holds his own, he does a good job a lot of the time. He does get beat a reasonable amount. Um, Stephen so, Nelson, there is my Stephen yeah, Nelson cop. Not Sam, the worst cop right in the world. All right, there it is. Sam's top 10 cornerbacks. Go check it out over at PFF.com. It's the PFF NFL Daily.